my name is Eddie C, and welcome to my positive podcast. I'll bring you positive stories of people from all walks of life, because everyone has a story to tell. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to MPP. I'm your host, Eddie C, and this is my positive podcast. This is episode 10, and we're going to be talking about growth. It seems so amazing that I just started this podcast a couple of months ago, and I've had so many nice conversations with so many people. And this episode is also going to be special with three wonderful guests. I've got one guest who's working for a biotech company, but is also a world traveler. Another guest who's busy with taking his music outside of the box, working with young people and creating a whole new sound. And my third guest decided when she was 11 years old to go out and make choices for herself. And her roots are coming from India. So if you're curious about their stories, tune in and stay positive. First guest loves to travel, explore the world and other cultures. She enjoys reading, writing, and admits to be a little bit snobbish about her coffee. She lives by Maya Angelou's quote, which reads, my mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive. And to do so with some passion, some compassion, some humor, and some style. Please welcome my first guest, ladies and gentlemen, Miss Anka Sunat. Hi, Anka. Hello, Eddie. Hi, how are you? Good, good. I'm doing fine. We've got beautiful weather over here now in Europe uh, for a few days. So the sun is always a positive energy boom for all of us, you know. Absolutely. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up in Amsterdam? Yeah, of course. Be happy to. Um, So my name is Anke. I was born and raised in the suburbs of uh, Brussels in Flemish part. So in um, in Belgium and um, as a teenager I wanted to become a stewardess because I wanted to travel Um, but then in the end I decided to study communications uh, with the intention to become um, a travel journalist Um, that didn't quite work out but I did somehow land in the field of human uh, resources and have stayed there ever since after graduating and Sorry to interrupt you for a second. Why Why did the traveling thing, it didn't work out? Was it a choice that you made yourself? No. Um, well, I did an internship at um, at a magazine and I find, found the, um, you had a job to be very lonely um, because the writing process is, is um, yeah, sort of a lonely uh, process. You're not that much in touch with, with other people. And so after that internship, I decided to change course and... Um, yeah, to choose um, um, classes that were more oriented towards internal communications um, within business. Okay, wow. You did that, and then how did that evolve that you went uh, coming out of Belgium to end up in Holland? Yeah, well, uh, it's a long story, but I'll keep it short. Um, so We've got time, so... Okay, <laughs> so, um, yeah, after graduating, I was looking for a job in communications, um, but without any um, experience, it's very hard to to land a job. So I was just, just looking around, and I needed an income, so I, I landed a job at uh, Randstad, Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I got to know um, and got to be interested in human uh, resources, 
which still has a lot of touch points with, with internal communications because you're in touch and communicate a lot with, um, with employees in, uh, in companies. Wow. So t- tell me a little bit about the, the, you know, the thing with the traveling, because I, I, I want to get back to that again. Um, were there a lot of places that you've seen in, you know, in, in your, your, your young age? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I do. I've, um, yeah, I've traveled quite, uh, quite a bit to almost all um, continents. Um, and yeah, I just really enjoy the, the experience. I hate the, the flights and, and everything. If there was one superpower I could choose and it would be a teleportation. So I could just arrive somewhere. Um, but unfortunately that's not the case. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been, I've been traveling to the U S quite a bit for work, um, to South America, um, within Europe, of course, a couple of countries in uh, Africa. What were some of the places you went to in uh, the United States? Uh, mostly along the East Coast um, and, and to the cities. Mm-hmm. So uh, Chicago, Boston, New York, a couple of times, Miami. <laughs> hey, Chicago, that's close. Yeah, that's, yeah. Where I'm, that's close to where I'm from. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, from all, you know, from your travels, what was basically your favorite place if you had to choose? That's a very difficult question. Give me a top three. Uh, top three. Um, yeah, I like different places for different reasons. Um, I love Brazil and Argentina um, for the joie de vivre. Um, I love Asia for um, also for the culture and um, and the food. And I like um, a lot of European cities for, for yeah, the history and the beauty of the architecture. Okay. In Brazil, where did you go when you were in Brazil? But did you travel all over Brazil or was it the major cities? Uh, by, or did you go up north to Bahia or? Uh... Uh, yeah, um, <laughs> everything basically in a, a really short time window of, of three weeks. Um, so it was an exhausting trip. Um, I've done longer solo trips um, two years ago when I traveled for four months mm-hmm. and then spent two months in Argentina and Chile and two months in um, India. Okay, wow. Yeah, Brazil is a very nice country. I've been I've been to Sao Paulo, so uh, that I, mm-hmm. it's a gigantic city, a really mm-hmm. massive population, you know, but yeah. the Caprinha is well so nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, can you tell me a little bit more about your work, your work function? Um, you know, you're working for a biotech company as a senior manager. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so coming back to the first question on how I ended up in Amsterdam. Yeah. Um, well, that was because, um, yeah, I was working at the time for um, Delhaize. And in 2015, um, Delhaize and um announced the intention to merge. And Deleuze is a food company, right? Like a grocery store company. Uh, Correct. Um, both Deleuze and Ahold are um, international food retailers. Um, Deleuze was founded in Belgium, Ahold in um, the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. But both had um, yeah, presence alongside the east coast of the US, um, in Europe, and some, but very limited, in, um, in Asia. Okay. Um, and so when they merged back in 2016, um, I was offered a role in the global headquarters mm-hmm. that was then 
Sinzan um, stationed in uh, Zandong, which is north of Amsterdam. Right. Um, so that's how um, how I ended up in Amsterdam, and I've been loving it ever since. Um, that's a beautiful city. Uh, I lived in Holland, of course, for almost uh, thirty eight mm -hmm. years. So I. I would, I've seen a lot of Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> great yeah, place, great a, place to place. Yeah, absolutely. It's very <laughs> you know, a lot of Americans refer to Amsterdam as uh, as a sort of a Maduro Dam of Europe because it's it's compact, but it's really small. Actually, it's it's, it's, it's very small. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a very small place. The, the company that you're working for, you're working a lot with, with genetic immune uh, cells uh, targeted on tumors. Mm -hmm. Can you go a little bit deeper into that for me? Uh, yeah. So um, I currently work as a senior learning and development manager um, for a biotech um, mm -hmm. company. And, um, well, they produce um, cell therapies for uh, people with um, different kinds of blood cancers. So they take um, blood from the patient, re-engineer and manipulate it. So their own blood will um, attack the uh, cancer cells. Wow. And that's a very innovative uh, therapy um, that has um, yeah, solid success uh, rates and, and a, lot, yeah, a lot of um, future capability. Wow. Are you working in a laboratory itself or? Um, yeah, a lot of the people in the company are. They work in... Um, in, in, in labs, in, in, in clean rooms, because um, the product is, of course, very, uh, very delicate. Um, I, I, I don't, and I don't have any um, educational background, nor any expertise in microbiology or, or, or cell therapy or, or, or the pharmaceutical um, background or anything. Um, what I do, I, um, I design, I develop, and I deliver training programs that are related to uh, leadership and management skills. Um, and those skills are are, are yeah are, are not tied to the technical expertise that that these people have. Those are more um, transferable um, skills, so to speak. You're actually preparing them for going into the lab, or no? That would also be very very technical. Um, I, I predominantly work with um, with leadership, so people that lead um, teams. Of, for example, mm -hmm. cell therapy specialists that work in the lab, and we help them develop their their leadership capability. So, for example, that might mean um, giving feedback, um, having effective meetings, uh, cross-cultural communications, uh, coaching, um, leading people through change. Um, so that sort of uh, that sort of topics. Okay, sort of a pub public relation, interpersonal skills. Yeah. But what I yeah what I like about it because they're they're professional skills but they're also life skills. You can also use them in in any area of of your personal life as well. Um, so that's how it also connects for me at least to um, to growth and to to personal uh, personal development. You know this company that you're working for. How was it affected during the the say the COVID period that we hopefully have slowly behind us? Mm -hmm. So my focus is on um, on the Netherlands, but um, the company as such um, has been affected mostly in um, in the US um, in terms of production and manufacturing. Um, I think here mm -hmm. in um, in Europe it has mostly affected um, employees because of the yeah the change from being on site to uh, working um, from home. 
um, and all the, the, mm-hmm. the differences that, um, that come with that. So it must have been devastating, especially for the lab workers. They, 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 yeah, they, they um, are required to go outside. They don't, they don't work from that, for from home. That's not not possible. Yeah. Um. So for them, it, it didn't change much. Well, how has the whole COVID thing affected you over the the last say year and a half? Yeah. Um. Everything. Yeah. Um. So I joined this company back in November, and I went to the office for the first time uh, two weeks ago. Um, so I've, I've onboarded entirely, um, remotely and yeah, I, I, I think it's still possible to build connections with, with people online. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely, it doesn't replace it. It's not, it's not the same. Um, people are, are, are social animals, um, and being isolated for such a long time is, is, is I think hard on people. I don't think we realize yet what will be the long-term psychological effects of this pandemic on, on people and especially um, young people that are still growing and developing. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. I, I think that uh, I'm from a generation, of course, before the so-called smartphones came on the market. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and let's say the generation behind you, they all grew up with a Game Boy or some kind of uh, electronic device in their hands growing up as, as, as already as little kids. Mm-hmm. I think in one way, the pandemic has it's been, of course, devastating for everybody. But I think on the other hand, it has probably given us some time to come in touch with ourselves as individuals to kind of go do a little bit soul searching. I don't know. How, how has that been for you? Uh, it, it, it's been it's been tough um, because I'm an introvert, but I, I do like to have just the dynamic and the energy of people around me. Um, but, I, but I do mm-hmm. agree that it has... Um, sort of force people to take a step back and reflect on how they lead their life or, or um, lead the, the, the rat race. And um, yeah, hopefully if, if, if that could be a positive outcome, also in terms of growth, it starts with raising your, your self-awareness and knowing yourself mm-hmm. um, really well. Um, so if, if, if that is the result of the pandemic, that people maybe make um, different choices to make sure that um, the choices, the life choices that they make are uh, more in alignment with, with their values and how and with whom they want to spend their time. Um, then I think that that will bring them uh, closer to other people while staying true to, to themselves as well. I believe in that as well, basically. We're down to our last question, actually. And of course, our theme is about growth. And I would like to know, what does growth uh, mean for you? Um, yeah, for me, growth means um, constant change in, in how you um, you develop and think on things that you um, believe um, to become um, a stronger or more balanced or, or, or better person. Um, so it's, mm-hmm. I think, part of... of journey in in life our growth doesn't stop when we um become an adult i think it's 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 a lifelong um exercise or um or practice it's a life it's a it's it's a lifelong journey absolutely Um, so that's that's how i see it and i think we also all go in our at our own pace um when when we grow or sometimes there's periods and especially during periods of hardship that we grow and transform the most. Um, and then there's more of a slowdown where, where we give ourselves maybe um, a break. 
Um, so it comes and goes in 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 waves, um, I think. Um, but that's what growth growth means to yeah to me. I think it's a personal thing. I think it's also a group thing. I think it's a um, a collective thing because we grow as as humanity. Um, but yeah, it it, um, it requires a lot of uh, courage and and persistence. Well, I want to ask you also. How does growth pertain to you with your job? Yeah, yeah. So the way that it is that we apply it and that is it is generally applied is what I mentioned before. We start with the inside out approach. We start with um, getting to know yourself better, which means that you can manage yourself better, which also enables you um, to get other people get to know other people better and understand where they are coming from and manage your relationships. So that's basically the whole spectrum of, of emotional um, intelligence. But how you can grow is, is um, predominantly by, by challenging and, and stretching yourself. So going out of your, your comfort zone. Um, I, I often compare it to breaking in um, a new pair of shoes. So when you buy a new pair of shoes and uh, you go for a walk with them for the first time, um, they, they, they don't really fit, they, they might hurt, you might even get a blister, but as you continue walking them, um, they start to fit and, and they, they fall around your, your, your foot um, and you don't feel them anymore. And the same is true for, for learning. It's, it's messy and um, uncomfortable in, um, in the beginning, um, but it requires a lot of determination to, um, yeah, to push through and to be brave enough to be bad at something new. Um, but still, so out of your comfort zone, but still with your feet firmly rooted in, in some safety and security and support, because otherwise you'll move from the growth to the fear zone and that will activate your stress response. And then you will, you will not learn, um, anymore because you will be, um, using defense and coping, um, mechanism, mechanisms. Um, but that's also why um, I think people need um, support when they are going through um, a growth journey and a lot of praise and, and, and recognition and reflection because growing comes with, um, with making mistakes and, and, and failing. Absolutely. And as, yeah, adult, absolutely. as adults, it, we don't tolerate that as much from, from each other. Whereas when a kid is trying to walk, they, they fall all the time, right? And what do we do as adults when they fall? We applaud and, and we, we give them praise for their effort and for trying. Um, but once we're adults, we're supposed to be uh, good at something immediately. But it does, that's not how learning and growing uh, works. Well, I, I think our society has become one of, it's all about competition. Mm -hmm. And you can't turn the television set on or... Uh, see whatever on social media and it's always about you can win this you can win that this is the best this and the best best that and I think that we need to get back to what's best for us as individuals mm -hmm. and as humans together I remember there was a time when people would be a little bit more collaborating with each other but of course social media in one way has brought people closer together but it's also made us more in as individuals, because we all live in our own little personal bubble. We have our smartphone. You see people in families sitting with their phones together and they're sitting at the same table and no <laughs> one's communicating with each other. So the communication factor is very important, I think, as a human race also for growth. Yeah, no, for sure. I think some degree of competition can be healthy. 
can be motivating um, for people. Um, but once it's too much, it can yeah turn any culture or environment into something very toxic. Um, but yeah, it's 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 true that it's gone a bit too far off. Also, in the terms that cultures have been changing from more uh, collective to more individualistic. So I think that's that's all part of that evolution. Then I've also been seeing some some positive um, elements that we are going back to um, a much more humane um, approach and in terms of leadership focusing on purpose-driven and values-based leadership, authentic leadership. Um, so like, yeah, there's, there's positive elements to it as well. Oh, absolutely. So hopefully we've learned from this because I notice it now even, even under my colleagues People are approaching each other. As people are so glad to play play music again, or they're they're so glad to just be around people. So hopefully, the value of people yeah. will change as well towards each other as a human race. Yeah, hope so too. I'm optimistic. I hope we don't go back to normal, but that we establish a new normal. On those words, I'd like to say thank you very much for joining my show. Like I said, wishing you a lot of love and. Uh, peacefulness, and a lot of growth. <laughs> Thanks so much, Eddie. Same for you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This is My Positive Podcast with Eddie C. Dear listener, my name is Istvan, and I produce Eddie's Positive Podcast. As you might know, Eddie is a professional musician and he's been having a rough time as many of his colleagues had since this corona outbreak. But Eddie kept being positive and spreading it even in these times. So when he suggested to do a podcast celebrating people who do good things every day, I immediately said yes because I also believe humanity needs much more of this. If you like, now you can support Eddie. We found a unique way to support the show and the positivity which it helps bring to the people. Each episode features a unique quote which embodies the theme of that particular episode. Via the new phenomenon of NFTs or NFTs, now you can become the sole owner of a quote which also features his fine photography. So, to support Eddie and the show, click on the link in the show notes or visit mypositivepodcast.com and click on support. All proceeds will go to Eddie to help him keep the show going and growing. Thanks already so much. This is My Positive Podcast with Eddie C. Ladies and gentlemen, my second guest is an old buddy of mine. We go way back and we've worked together in France. We've uh, done a lot of festivals together. Uh, he's actually an organ player, but also a very intuitive musician in many ways. Always looking for new ideas. He's creative. He's a, an, an entrepreneur in his own right when it comes down to music and he's busy with a special study at the university right now for a sort of a PhD, which he'll tell us more about later. Please welcome my second guest, the one and only Mr. Carlo Device. Hey buddy, how you doing? Hi Eddie, I'm fine, man. Nice to be in your show. 
Oh, I'm glad you can join me, buddy. It's been such a long time, man. It's been yeah, such a yeah. long time. Yeah. There were days we saw each other almost every day. Right. Well, back in the days of the swing support, I'll let you tell a little bit more to the audience about that in a bit. Yeah, the last time was with your new project that you're busy with, which we'll also hear about. So since we're on the subject, give us a little bit about your background. How do you, you know, how, what what started you to play organ? Because you're a fantastic organist. I mean, you're a great musician, period. But I know organ is really something that you focused on. And in this day and time with all the synthesizers and all of the samples. An organ is actually an instrument that most people say, oh, that's old folks music or it was supposed to be in a church. You found a way to make it swing for all kind of ages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Originally, uh, Lawrence Hammond, the founder of, of the Hammond organ, he was thinking of uh, having a, really a small instrument to replace the pipe organ. This was in the 30s of... Uh, last century mm -hmm. so I'm not that old but <laughs> I started to play the organ just the electronic organ on my seventh uh, birthday and of course my brother Matthew was, al was already playing the drums mm -hmm. and my father brought an LP vinyl LP right, from Rhoda right. Scott the American Hammond player playing on bare feet and when I heard his sound it was uh, immediately yeah I was like okay, this is what I have to do for life. So I started on my 12th. She's awesome, yeah. And yeah, studying the instrument, doing some small gigs, preparing for the first organ, which I could buy on my 15th. And, and that's where it started. The conservatory, playing in the bands. We met each other, did some great projects, a lot of gigs. I played with Candy Delfer in the 90s. Steve Lukather from, uh, from Toto. Um, yeah, the, the guy from Procol Harum. Of course, uh, one of the famous songs is uh, Why the Shade of Pale. Gary Brooker. He's the original writer of, uh, of this song, which was released in 69 or something. So it's really an old. But I think everybody will know this song when they listen to it. When they hear it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. Education, uh, all kinds of things. So, yeah. That's How did you come about with the Swing Support Project? I remember we spoke about it. I mean, I had the pleasure and honor of being part of that whole project with you. The concept was something that you had actually been toiling with for some time before we actually even met. Uh -huh. that, that's right. I always try to to make things big. <laughs> that's something <laughs> which is in my mind. So yeah. this was actually the end exam of, of the conservatory studies. Uh, in uh, 1988 and yeah that that was a chance for me to ask really good musicians a lot singers uh, a big band a lot of those people were playing in the metropole orchestra and uh, big bands at that day so we we had i th think on the end exam 40 musicians on stage and um there were 900 people in uh, in the venue which didn't know it was an, a final exam. So that was, uh, that was really nice. And everybody was really enthusiastic about this, uh, about this evening. So okay. I came up with the idea to, to expound this idea and make a tour with this whole band in the theaters and later on the festivals. And, and you were part of it. You, you wrote a lot of um, lyrics, of course, for, uh, for the songs I wrote. 
And so this was really a special project. If I think of it now, I was 23 at that time. I'm not able to uh, to repeat this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know, man. You never know. And never. It, it could be, you know, at, after the corona, you know, uh, people are starting to change again. And I got the idea that people are ready to hear live musicians perform again. We've been stuck behind our computer screens and television screens and iPhone and, and Android screens for the last year and a half. So it's time to get out there and people see people perform again. So you never know what could, you know, what could come out of that. But I mean, you've done quite a few other projects True. along with your, you have your do you have a, a duo that you're working with at the moment. Uh, yeah. After this swing support, uh, a lot of bands, uh, own projects, projects of other people like Benjamin Herman. I played for more than 10 years in his quartet. Um, but uh, the last what is it, decade? Yes, I'm working with a Belgian drummer, Jordi uh, Geuens, which is a very good drummer. Talented guy. And and it's a kind of big project, but not with uh, this many musicians, but just with us two and, and a visual artist. And uh, we try to to get this Hammond organ in connected to to uh, to to these times where uh, technology and all kinds of uh, new ways of making music uh, is is really uh, on, on an actual basis. So we try to combine where I am coming from, so jazz and, and 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 history of music, and he's a young guy and he's he's into hip hop and 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 uh, drum and bass and all those kinds of dance styles. So we try to to connect this to each other and it's really working well because it's, it's really inspirational mm-hmm. uh, I saw a premiere of one of your shows and it was quite awesome with the special effects with the screen and everything and I was in awe because I I was like wow you really did a, such a great job but what I also like is the fact that you also promoted so many younger talent that's coming up uh, in the music scene and that was that was great because you're doing something you're doing that as well yeah yeah I tried to connect this because I think um, I will become 59 uh, within a week. So one of the things you have to do, I think, as a as a as an artist or um, a human being, is to 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 make the bridge to younger people because they we can learn a lot from them because they have the energy and new ideas. But uh, we are all, yeah, also already. Um, uh, connected to the to the stages, people know us. Audience is, is coming, so um, I think it's it's really a nice bridge to 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 make between uh, younger people and myself. And uh, and there is a lot of talent uh, uh, going on. So um, I did some. I, I worked in education at Godard uh, in Rotterdam Conservatory for more than fifteen years now, and. So you see so many young people who are gifted, talented, and yeah, they need they need stage as well. So why not? Well, not only that, you also, you've been including your family into the whole project. Your daughter is your promotion manager. Uh, yes, she did this for uh, two years, but now she's, she's got a, a real job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and and marketing uh, uh, factory. So unfortunately, she cannot do this uh, for me. But 
uh, yes, of course, it's, it's really nice to, to work together with uh, with your daughter. We, she's she's really understanding what I try to make or to develop. Yes, but okay, now we have to do it ourselves again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are you still playing with the, together with your brother in certain situations? Do you guys still play together? No, not not that not that often anymore. Sometimes there's a, a gig coming, you know, and and they ask for the old stuff to play. But um, I'm not really into the old stuff anymore because I I I I really want to develop myself in in into new styles and new music. So I'm a bit um, in the yeah working w- with the younger generations more and more, which I like. They give me energy and and new ideas. And Matty is uh, still doing his thing <laughs> in his studio, but. He's doing the right uh, musically spoken as well. So, well, you know, as long as you're both happy doing what you do, you're busy now with a special project, a special study uh, in Rotterdam. Uh, it's at the uh, University of Rotterdam, mm-hmm. right? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, it's uh, actually it's um, a PhD study, so a doctorate. Um, so I'm working on this uh, for five years now. And two more, mm-hmm. two more months to go, then I have to deliver uh, my my yeah, my piece. My your thesis, and, your uh, thesis, yeah. To the pro- professors, um, and yeah, after that uh, I have to uh, to be in front of them and uh, to to promote my 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 project, which is about and what is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called the the microdynamics dynamics of musical innovation. And okay. it's about the history and the future of the Hammond organ, but but mostly it's on uh, based on on uh, the principles of how uh, innovation is, um, is 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 coming to us. So you you've got several actors, like of course you have people who um, have the ideas or the inventors who invent uh, an instrument like the Hammond organ. But right. Of course, there are certain circumstances which are yeah, important why this uh, invention is, is becoming a success or not. So it's the society, it, it, it's in, in this case, the other musicians who make it famous because they, they develop certain musical styles like jazz or R&B on the Hammond organ in the, in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, you had the, the Second World, World War in between uh, and you can think of it, uh, oh, that, that must be a, a hard time for the inventor to, to promote his instrument. On the other hand, after the World War, there was a lot of uh, space for right. for the, the the families in America, they, they they had some more money, some more free space to 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 have hobbies, and so became this Hammond organ a really huge success in the in the fifties and the sixties. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at all those actors which are uh, uh, of influence of the in all all those decades, and. So that's the the history part. And another part is I did a lot of interviews with musicians, with people from the business, with people in education. I tried to uh, develop Hammond education at the conservatory in Rotterdam. 
Um, and I'm developing a Hammond organ myself, which is the old instrument. Oh, wow. But connected to all kinds of modern technology. And this is what I do in the project with, uh, with uh, Jordi, the drummer, which is called New Hammond Sound Project. Mm-hmm. So connecting the, the history to the future, and I'm in the middle of it as an educator, as a developer, as a musician, and uh, as a researcher. So this is mainly um, the topic I will uh, get my, my promotion, I hope. I become a doctor to a real doctor. All right, you'll have a PhD. All right, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was at your place some months ago, shortly before the corona hit us, mm-hmm. and I saw your your studio uh, where you rebuilt a garage. It's actually a beautiful studio, and mm-hmm. a large part of the studio is this this gigantic organ with all kind of synthesizers and computers connected to it. It's like something out of a Star Trek movie or something, but yeah. uh, it's, 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 it's quite unique. So you're working with different kind of uh, electronic programs with the computer to create the sound. So I, I, cause you played a little piece for me and I saw you playing the organ, but at the same time, it sounded like it was a combination of five or six different sounds mixed together yeah you're right so so the organ is still the 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 instrument which is uh providing uh, the the data to the computer or to the synthesizers or to the yeah applications i use uh, so it's still organ based and i can mm-hmm. play as an organ player as an organist and feed but the sound is manipulated through mm-hmm. all those um Uh, technology and it's coming back into the organ and that's why you've got this Mm -hmm. combination of the through Hammond sound and all those manipulations of the sound and yeah this is really special because it's uh, it's it's so new and I have to I have to learn myself again to play on this instrument which is a a challenge of course every day now we're we're making a new record, uh, which was in this lockdown period. So we have we had to to uh, to record uh, separately, Jordi and, and myself. But uh, and we will release it, I think, in the beginning of next year. Right. Uh, but this will be a really really special record because it's it's one big soundtrack soundscape. Uh, some people who who heard some of the tracks, which are. Uh, they told me, which we indeed, if I close my eyes, I think there's a UFO coming and it's landing on, on the earth. And this is the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> and, okay, so uh, I'm really curious about uh, how people will. Um, Okay. Well, I'm very curious to hear it when it's done and definitely will uh, keep me informed about that. Um, I got one more question I want to ask you before we close off. You know, our theme is about growth. I would like to know what does it mean to you and how do you see it in your life? Yeah, it's a really good question because you can think of it every day and the answer will be maybe differing uh, every day but i think mainly for myself it's about curiosity so i'm always looking at new ways of exploring myself learning reading listening to other people and it's not only about music or art but it's about 
knowledge about understanding people, about understanding the world. Uh, it's not possible, but sometimes I try to add challenges for yourself, like what I talked about this project or about the music or about the instrument uh, or about the PhD. Those were all things which I could not have thought about in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the times we played, you know, so there were always dreams and challenges. And I think um, it's, it's the, the most important is to stay healthy, to have uh, the ability to, to work and to, to enjoy it is all. Right. And I think, yeah, w with this combination of things, uh, together with all the people you know and the people you love and, and uh, like to be with, um, yeah, th this is, I think, all uh, adding to the growth as a, as a person, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I've seen you grow over the years since the days we were, you know, you were in your 20s. I was almost, I was almost in my 30s at the time. Yeah. And, and uh, the traveling, mm -hmm. and you you've done mm -hmm. some some wonderful work over the years, and and been you've been a good example for a lot of young musicians coming up. If I talk to certain musicians that are playing keyboards, and I mention your name, it's like, oh yeah, he's he's like one of the legends in the, especially around the or, around the organ world. Well, but believe it or not, that's that's okay. it's nice to hear <laughs> that your colleagues are, you know, mm -hmm. the younger generation can look up to what you're doing so that's that's a very good thing yeah and and, and what i told you it's both uh, on both sides because I, I listen to them as well and, and and be inspired by the the energy and the new ideas and the freshness of how how they look at at certain new technologies or whatever so yeah it never stops and uh, that's that's I think this kind of inspiration I would like to share with 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 all people and uh, and uh, we are a bit older but we are still young inside I think and, and we have to stay that way. Yeah, that's uh, that's true. That's true. Maybe old old in numbers, but actually we're wiser. And you know you've been you've been there, so it's very easy to project your experience over to the younger people, and that's that's a wonderful thing. You know? That's right. And, and I think this example of this podcast, uh, Eddie, is a really good example of that as well. So, uh, yeah, man, a really good initiative. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it, man. I will spread the word. Okay, fantastic. Well, <laughs> listen, thank you so much for coming on the show and, and yeah. sharing your story and success with your, with your, you know, your final study for your PhD. And mm -hmm. I'm definitely looking forward to hearing the new CD when it's ready. Uh, we'll get together. Uh, you either either you're coming to visit me, or I'll come visit you, and you will listen yeah, we'll listen absolutely. to it. And uh, and when you're performing, of course, uh, I would would love to see that as well. By the way, is there a website or that people can come yeah. to? Of course, uh, yeah. The, the the central part is is on uh, carlodeweis.com. Uh, um, and there is the project for the new Hammond sound. Uh, there are some links to YouTube channels, uh, which I talk about the organ and about the instrument, uh, talk about the, uh, the research. And so if people. Great. Facebook as well, of course, I'll include your link into the show on the page. So you can if they know how to spell my name, mm -hmm. they can find me. All right. You're still there, not hidden right out there for people to pick up on. Thank you again, Carlo, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. 
and sending my love to you and the family and because I know they've been a big support to you over the years as well. Okay, thanks. Absolutely. Really important. Yeah. yeah. Hey, good luck with the show and uh, we will listen to it. Thank you very much, buddy. You take care of yourself, huh? Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This is my positive podcast with Eddie C. Ladies and gentlemen, my third and final guest is a dear friend of mine. And we go back some years ago when we used to make a little bit of music together in, a, in her home studio. And she loves the music from Prince, but she's also a very innovative person. Please welcome Miss Anita Ramro Singh. Yes, thank you. How are you doing, my dear? Well, I'm doing fine. It's a quite nice weather, so I, I, can, I, I, don't, I can't complain. The sun is shining and everything is okay. Well, listen, why don't you tell my listeners a little bit about your background? Oh, wow, my background. Well, I was born and raised here in, uh, in the Netherlands. And um, my parents were born in Suriname, that's in South America. And my great-great-grandparents were born in India. So my roots are back in India. And I still have family there. All right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're coming from uh, northern India, right? Uttar Pradesh? Yes. Did I say that right? Yes. Okay. Yes, exactly. Yes. Well... You were born in Holland, of course, but your family is coming from Suriname, but then your your roots are in, in India. So where do you feel most of the bond to? Wow. Um, actually, um, neither one of those countries and again, all of those countries. Actually, I feel more more or less like um, a citizen of the world. I think what I say most of the time, if people ask me where, where I'm from and where, what I feel the most of, uh, if I feel more of it, India or Suriname or the Netherlands, it's actually all three of them. Mm-hmm. All right. So you feel more like a world citizen, sort of like me. Yes. <laughs> Basically. Yes. Like <laughs> you. Yes. I am from the world. <laughs> all righty. Okay. So what are you doing now at the moment? Because the, it's been such a long time since we spoke to each other. And I'm very glad to have you on the show at the last minute that you decided to come on. It's really nice. So what are some of the things that you're doing now at the moment? Well, um, various of things, actually. I'm uh, most of the time uh, busy with uh, guitar play and piano, almost, uh, well, better and better every day. (laughs) And uh, I have a little bit of a collaboration. Sorry, you have to forgive me for my uh, pronounce. You have a collaboration. Yes, somebody in in, uh, America, Pennsylvania, and also a Prince fan. Right. And, uh, well, I'm... Currently working on the song Anastasia. I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Anastasia. Right. Um, well, and actually, I'm quite proud of it. I really um, copy this song like 101, you know, with every little piece of music, every little sound, every detail I try to put in in my cover. Um, well. Mm-hmm. Is it going to be released? Yes, it, I hope so, because I'm still working at the mixing uh, the song and editing. And I um, have to do some, uh, redo some, uh, some vocals. Yeah, well, work in progress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alrighty. Outside of your music, are you, you had another job that you're doing. You say you're the one that's paying the main bills, as they say. <laughs> yeah, I work for the government um, here in Amsterdam. And well... It pays the bills, yes, and it buys me guitars. <laughs> <laughs> what exactly are you doing? Um, wow, um, I'm working for the. Let me say that in English. The city government. 
Yes. And which division are you working for? I'm working for the one who is responsible for that division, actually. What exactly are you doing there? Can you give us a little bit more detail? Yes. I'm working for um, West. It's called Stadsdeel West in, in Dutch. Right. So that's the part of uh, Amsterdam West. Well, it's not really a challenging job, but I did it on purpose because I, I, I really choose somewhere in my career. This is not what I want. I don't want to, you know, like work, work, work. And then I got <laughs> home and tired and too tired for my music. So okay, I was, I figured out, let's choose a job that is more or less uh, a little bit more relaxed, you know, then I came and, and when I come home, I have enough energy to, uh, to do my music or uh, to pick up the guitar, to just, you know, sit back and, and, and piano, play some piano, whatever, you know, that's really working very good for me. I have enough energy left. I take care of the, uh, of the meetings actually. Yeah. In your biography, you mentioned about what the big game changer was for you. Can you tell us a bit about that? Um, the game changer. Well, yes. Um, at a very young age, I made a decision that I, um, I really choose for myself. I really made a decision to, to, to go my own way and choose for my own safety and my own well-being because I came from a very much uh, troubled uh, home uh, situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I was very young. I was uh, 11, 12 years old when I decided to walk away from home and didn't really know what, what, what to expect and where I uh, okay. um, could live or stay or whatever, you know. But um, the only thing I knew was I have to get out of there because, uh, well... Wow. Yes, there was the really there was there was a really a big game t- change for me. Yeah. Okay. At at a certain point, you found friends where you could stay at, or family, or. Um. Well, I um I could live in a, a home shelter for children, and um oh, I stayed there for like seven years, and uh, at the age of eighteen, I I got my own place. Okay. And ever since I um, been on your own. I have, I have control over my own life, actually. Oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Well, outside of being a big Prince fan, which I know you are, mm-hmm. uh, you, mm-hmm. you also write your own music as well. Yeah. And can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, um, yeah. When I w- uh, run away from home, you know, I, I, I didn't have no parents. I had no family. I had nobody like supporting me or, or be there for me or guiding me or whatsoever. And I started to uh, listen to Prince uh, a whole of a lot and, 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 and trying to also like understand, listen to his lyrics. And right. uh, maybe it's funny to say, but it was for me, it was like um, supportive and helpful. And, and, and um, mm-hmm. uh, I felt at ease, you know, listening at, uh, at his music. And I was really very much interested in in who this man was. So I was like reading stuff about him. And then one day I, I stumbled upon a, an interview, mm-hmm. a rare interview um, with him where he was telling that he, he learned himself to play piano and guitar and all kinds of instruments. And I was like, 
oh, wow, because I didn't have no money, you know, for lessons. And I wanted to play right. piano, guitar. I wanted to play the drums. I wanted to play, I learned everything possible in, in music, but I, I, I didn't have no money. But when I read that. Well, you're looking at another musician that's done it the same way, you know? Wow. Yes. So it's possible. So when I read that, I was really inspired and I thought, well, if he can do it, I can do it. (laughs) And actually, that was all I needed to know. So I picked up the guitar. Actually, my uh, ex, he had a guitar and I was really eager to try it out. Okay. Okay. Your ex got you started actually making music or you well he he got me kickstarted he had a he had a keyboard he had a piano and i was that was you know which was accessible for me and i was really like eager to learn and All right. at the beginning you know it, it sounds horrible it was i really didn't understand anything about it and um, back then we didn't have internet. There was no in YouTube, so yeah. I had to figure out myself or go to the local library and and and, and try to read a book. But um, well, practice, 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 and especially remembering right. which tones or notes were like sounding. Training the ears is very important. Yes, training the ears. Yeah, yeah. So you've been busy now quite some time with. Yeah. Does your son also make music as well? Yes, I have two sons, actually. Um, oh, yeah. And um, yeah, the youngest really is uh, he um, discovered a few years ago uh, GarageBand, you know, from Apple. I, I, yeah, I had an iPad for my work and I said, hey, listen, this is GarageBand. Try it out, you know. And he was really overexcited and, and making, um, well, I think within a month or something, Really great stuff. Okay. And then he um, he asked me for his birthday, mom. Can I have Fruity Loops? You know, I was like, yeah, that's another that's another doll. doll. Uh, yeah. And uh, well, so I got Fruity Loops for him, and he is truly making great stuff. And and sometimes I'm really thinking, oh my god, I'm I'm gray uh, compared to what he is doing. Well, you know, it's a new generation. See, it is new and improved, as they say. You know, I mean, that's that's how you look at it. You know, the yes, and this generation is typical with digital. You know, and I'm really like old school. Give me an instrument, and I make music. And but he is digital and. And, and yeah, well, he's good. He's really good. But if I ask him to pick up a guitar, <laughs> he will probably look at me as if he sees uh, water burning. <laughs> oh, okay. He does a lot with loops, but he's not playing an actual instrument, but basically working on his computer with, uh, with the music. He's playing a little bit piano. He's getting there. Okay. So, oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yes. But he has great interest in music. And uh, well, my other son, he, um, you know, he has really a great auditive uh, memory. He okay. can hear a song or a background from movies mm-hmm. at one time, only one time, just once, and remember how everything it, that happened. Everything, and then he can play it on piano. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah. So he, that's that's great. Yes. Any plans to make a sort of family collaboration with with you and your sons? Yes. Well, I've asked, asked them several times, but yeah, well, they were in their puberty and then it's awkward, you know, with mom. <laughs> so let's wait a few years. <laughs> let's wait a few years more. <laughs> okay, that's great. Well, we're coming down to our last question, which is the theme of the show, and that's uh, growth. I would like to know, what does growth mean to you? Growth. Wow, that's a very beautiful question. Um, Growth means to me embracing changement um, and step out of the comfort zone. Dare to step out. I mean, if you don't embrace 
change, you cannot grow. Simple as that. Well, on that word, I would like to thank you so much for coming on the show. And I really enjoyed to see and talk to you again. It was, it was a real pleasure to have you here. Thank you. And nice to see that you're still busy with your music because I, I remember back in the day, I told you, said, keep on making that music. You know, you yes, you told me. Yes, you did. Yeah. Yes. And so it's, I'm glad to see that you're still doing that. And then your sons now, they've grown up. They've gotten really yeah. big. I, so it's that's yeah. amazing. That's amazing. So uh, yeah. fantastic. And I wish you a lot of success and love in what you do in the future. Keep that growth going. Yeah? Thank you. Yes, I will. Thank you very much for inviting me for this show. Thank you. All right. You take good care. A lot of love to you. Yes. Have a great day. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This is MPP and I'm Eddie C. Well, I really enjoyed all three of my guests this week, as I always do. I want to tell you a little something about what growth means for me. I think it's something about falling and getting back up, standing on your feet and taking the experiences that you learn and don't see them as negative, but see them as positive because you're going to always pick up something from them. It's just like a plant. If you give it water, you give it sun and a little bit of love and care then the flowers will come out and the leaves will come out. And every year when they fall, they always grow back again. So on those words, here's my quote. Growth. Travel and discovery to different cultures and lifestyles. Developing new ways to enjoy and share your skills as you teach others along the way. Showing others how strong they can work as a team to achieve goals for mankind and good positive health. Taking your path to determine your own destiny in life. Well, that's about it for this week's show, ladies and gentlemen. But before I go, I'd like to thank my three guests, Anka Sunet, Carlo Device, and Anita Ramusin for sharing their stories about what growth means to them. And remember, everybody can grow with a little time, a little love, and some positivity. Until next time. You can find me on all platforms like Spotify, Android, and Apple. On Facebook, look for My Positive Podcast. And my website is mypositivepodcast.com. You can also contact me via my website or Facebook. A very special thanks to my technical producer, Iswan. This show is a production by Antwerp Podcast Service. My name is Eddie C., and this was MPP, My Positive Podcast. Tune in next week and stay positive. <laughs>